from Valdosta, Georgia, this is Let's Talk Valdosta, a podcast about all things City of Valdosta. From new programs to events, interviews with small business owners, and engaged citizens, this podcast brought to you by the City of Valdosta Public Information Office. Thanks for tuning in. Hello and welcome to episode three of Let's Talk Valdosta, City of Valdosta podcast. And today we have Mark Barber, our city manager with us. Um, Mark, thanks for coming on. Oh, thank you for having me. So we're coming off a um, really successful council summit, a strategic initiative summit. Um, other people call it a retreat sometimes, but we stay in town for this. So I think it's really beneficial. Um, what were some of the things that were highlight items maybe that... Um, were on your list and things that you wanted to talk about during that retreat. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, let me just say it's it's a great time for us at at our summit. It's that 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 few moments that we have together as a team, as a group, to actually get together and talk about topics and and not just the everyday topics. When is this pothole going to be fixed? It's more about the vision and the future look of our city. So that's what the majority of our topics were. We had about 180 slides discussing the future of the city. Uh, but one of my favorite topics was the uh, at, at the Lee Street Park uh, and, and where we had the uh, food truck event. Uh, we are going to have an amphitheater there in a few months and a new park and like a passive park with an amphitheater uh, where folks can just come out and enjoy concerts. I enjoy lunch break, and I'm really looking forward to that green space in downtown Valdosta because a lot of the surveys that we do, that's one of the things we hear from our citizens the most is there's not enough green space in, in downtown, so we're providing that now. And I know when I first got here, the city had just acquired that property, so is it nice to see kind of what was just a new event last year transform into maybe a new utilization for this space and being able to host events and seeing it be successful? Oh, absolutely. If you get, I love looking at the before and after pictures. The before pictures are derelict properties that have been blighted for some years. Uh, we were fortunate enough to be able to purchase the property and turn it into what we're going to do with the amphitheater. So absolutely exciting. Yeah, and that um, kind of rolled into the conversation about the entertainment district as well. So what what will that add to downtown and being able to have that? Well, the entertainment district is something that council have spoke about for a few years now, but we, you know, sometimes you just need to take your time, make sure you do things right. But uh, we did discuss this at the summit, and we'll be bringing forth an entertainment district ordinance for the central portion of Alasta. And what this basically allows is that someone can have a cocktail or an alcoholic beverage, uh, they, they get in a prescribed cup, and they, they can purchase from our uh, down Main Street office, and they can go to the alcoholic vendors and walk down the street with it. Uh, you know, always been respectful for those patrons that don't want to participate, and uh, so it just makes for a little bit of a, a more lively or young crowd type of thing, if you will. You know, we we, we work hard to keep young folks in Austin, and this is again something that we've heard that would. Uh, help along with those lines so we uh, are excited about that as well again something's been discussed for three or four years now we're finally going to bring it to fruition and i know vanessa has been out at some of our downtown events and had made the comment about um, being amazed at how many people are out there so are you excited as city manager to see the progression of maybe downtown in the past couple of years and the new events and the new energy and kind of businesses wanting to be downtown and just the liveliness of it right oh absolutely you know I've, I've i've been fortunate enough i was one of those ones that have been around here long enough to know when downtown was dilapidated and there was nothing going on then i've watched the transformation over the years and just like anything else you know there's highs and lows and right now we're at a definitely all-time high 
You know, when I became city manager, that was one of my goals. I just wanted to take uh, downtown and lift it up higher than it was. And, you know, just simple little things like the flower baskets hanging on the light <laughs> poles and changing the color of the light pole from green to black. Just little things like that uh, has, has really brought a lot of attention to downtown. And we're going to continue to do those type of things. Uh, we're constantly looking at creative ways to bring folks downtown. But for me, I do. it's just not about bringing folks downtown. It's bringing the community together, especially this past 12 months. has been so rough on everybody. So I'm really excited to have a space where folks can get out, be outside. You know, you can social distance and just kind of enjoy yourself outside and enjoy our community. And that's something that you've shown throughout the community, too, is just a dedication to making sure city parks are maintained and those green spaces. And we talked about some parks, and you've got a lot of big plans for projects and um, different parks around the city. So tell us a little bit about some of those. Oh, great. Yeah, I always love talking about the parks because I'm, um, I'm an outdoor person. I love being outdoors. I think it's so important for youth and children to, to have those spaces to develop themselves. And uh, we've got a lot of great parks. We've got a lot of underutilized parks in the city of Austin. One of my goals is year that I've been working hard with is Olympic Park, which is by the health department in downtown Valdosta as well. It, it's a wonderful park. We've been down there. We've done some work in it. So I invite anybody to go down there, take your lunch, enjoy your lunch. It, it's just, it's, it's something that I think in the future, you're going to see some events there. We're going to plan some events there. It's just a beautiful park under the, uh, under the overpass. In the past, you know, it has had some uh, some negative connotations, folks felt it was not safe there. But I invite you, I challenge you to go down there, judge for yourself. Uh, I take my grandson on Saturdays to play on the playground equipment and, and just enjoy ourselves down there. So, But you're right, Ashland, we're going to look at all the parks. We're inventorying every park in the city of Alasta, and we're going to make improvements. Uh, Taylor Cowart Park's a great example from last year. It's one of the most popular parks I think we have now. And So those are the type of the things we're looking for uh, for our community. So we, we talked about downtown parks, but neighborhoods are a big thing as well. And I know we've done a lot lately with neighborhoods and encouraging people to clean up their neighborhoods, but also help their neighbors out and make a sense of community. So I know that's been a goal of yours since the very, very beginning with the Love Where You Live campaign. That's so talk right. to us a little bit about that. That's right. Love where you live. And I, you know, I'm going to preach that as long as I'm city manager, more than likely. I know it's a simple, cheesy little phrase, but... But when it gets down to it at the end of the day, it's the absolute truth. Let's all love where we live. Let's keep it clean. The basic things we can do is keep our uh, yards clean, our communities clean, uh, and just take pride in our neighborhood. And, and when you do pride in your neighborhood, that expands citywide. And that's that's the goal we're looking for. Uh, there's 17 different neighborhoods that Valdosta I know a lot of folks don't know that Valdosta is divided up into it. And so we're going to go in and we're going to work with each of these neighborhoods. Our Devonwood neighborhood was our first neighborhood. Done a great job. They have uh, Christmas door decorating contests. They have all kind of Valentine's Day. Any holiday that comes up, they are out there and they're doing it, which goes along because Devonwood abuts Scott Park. Scott Park, we're redoing the track, the basketball courts. We're going to revisit the tennis courts in the future. So all of that's happening, and I think a lot of it's dedicated to the Devonwood community and what that community is expecting from the city. Uh, so each neighborhood will be different. We're going to tailor make it to every to each neighborhood because others may want something different. So we're looking at that till we finally get around to all the 17 neighborhoods. But we really do encourage folks to come out in their community and help us with these cleanups. But saying that, I will say that we've not had the greatest participation. 
within the community. We've had we've had a wonderful volunteer base that helps us. Uh, so we do want to invite you to be a part of that when we come to your community. But if you don't and you choose not to, we're going to clean your neighborhood for you anyway, <laughs> and we're going to expect it to stay clean. I just uh, did an interview with some of the ladies that work in the um, NAA in Devonwood, and it was so cute. I actually drove down there, and I it was like going back in time, and I mean that in the nicest way possible because it was just such a quiet, quaint neighborhood, and it was neat and well-kept, and um, I spoke to a lady who, she was thrilled. She was thankful to have that program initiated by the city and have that resource, um, and she said that it's really helped bring her community together, not just so much with the cleaning and keeping everything maintained, but um, they have an information board where they put uh, new births or, or families who may have lost somebody and, and they all take turns getting together and making casseroles or, or giving gifts to people. So it's it's a really neat thing to see. It's just a beautiful sense of community there. It really is. Like I said, that group have taken off with that project. And, and it's, again, loving where you live, loving your community. Put your cell phone down and go meet your neighbor and have time to meet your neighbor. That's what we're, that's what we need to get back to in our community. They do. They set the bar high. And then your neighborhood, Marcus, Wood Valley, they kind of took their own initiative and yes. cleaned up their community. Yeah. Um, we had a, we have block captains. Um, my wife can't say no, so she's our block captain. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, each, each of these in and in our neighborhood, we're planning events each and every month, like an ice cream social, barbecue, and during the fall, there are going to be, there'll be, you know, Halloween type stuff, you know, something for every month. And it just kind of started with the cleanup. And it was, it's a great way for you to meet your neighbors who you, because a lot of times you just go home, you go to work, and you, you know, you don't really know your neighbor. But that was, I thought it was a really cool way to, um, to know people who are in my neighborhood that I otherwise wouldn't have known. Yeah. And I think um, I was talking to somebody this morning. I think it was when we were on the radio. We were talking about cleanups and recycling and how all of that kind of ties into quality of life. And sometimes we have people, investors, different businesses who drive into this community and we don't even know it, but they're looking at us and looking to invest in our community. So is that one of the reasons why it's so important to keep our community looking its best. Oh, absolutely, because you're right, Ashlyn. So many times we're being looked at from economic prospects that we have no idea from them just driving through our community, our website, our Facebook pages. You know, that's why um, you and your staff do such a great job with telling our story. And because if you don't tell our story, nobody else will. And we want to tell it the way we want it to, to be told. So, so many times that's, that's absolutely right. That's why I love before and after pictures, like I said earlier. I love, for, I think it's very beneficial for investors to see here's, here's where we are, were, here's where we are, and here's where we want to go in the future. So absolutely, I think it, it sounds simple again, keeping the community clean, but I have taken economic prospects to parts of our city that uh, aren't the cleanest at the moment, or at that moment they were not, and that was a deterrent in them coming to Valdosta, or actually, yeah coming about us but not even going to that spot so again very very important everything we do here is about quality of life one way or the other where we've talked about parks and rec we all know parks and rec is quality of life 
uh, downtown quality of life. Even the things you see underground for your water and your sewer, so that's all, you don't see it, it's not glamorous, but it's all part of quality of life, folks. Forget about that underground infrastructure we have. And we've learned a lot about water and sewer in the I past I have learned year. a lot since I've been city manager about water and sewer. Yeah, but it's good, it's good. We're investing and um, I think that's good for people to see. But I think one thing we also kind of looked at big picture wise was just financially um, with COVID and everything and being able to still operate the city where we are. I think some of our council members were excited to see that, you know, while accommodations tax dipped, you know, we've seen that uptick come back and we've seen um, SPLOS dollars, you know, rise again. So as city manager, are you happy to see maybe that our community is still doing okay, you know, given the economic circumstances? Yes, absolutely. And, and this is just a perfect time for me to thank our our employees of the city they did a fantastic job you know everybody knows the nurses and the doctors and the hospital staff and they've been tremendous and they have to be at work but let's not forget about the police the fire our sanitation department our public works folks that had to come every day as well uh, so i appreciate them they'll never know uh, the gratitude i have for each one of my co-workers here at the city of alasta they did a tremendous job and we did everything safe and we um, we made it through and now we're Almost, we're almost fully to that other side, and I'm very excited to see things rebounding here in our community. Um, uh, if you talk to Rick Mefford, our building inspector, our building permits are up, so all of that's heading back in the right direction. We've had the most business license, occupation license that we've had in a while, as far as new startup businesses. Yes, they're small businesses, but you know, small business is a backbone of our American economy, so. We've got that happening right here in our own back door in Valdosta, so I'm really excited to see where it's going to lead. And I think our community has shown through this some resilience, but also willingness to mask up and protect their neighbors and also get vaccines. I know you just got your That's vaccine. I just got my vaccine. <laughs> How was your experience? And my experience was great. I was a little leery at first, I got to admit, but I didn't even feel the shot go in and I've had no after effect whatsoever. I took the Johnson & Johnson vaccination and have had no um, issues at all so I suggest to anyone if I can do it you going down there to the health department or wherever you'd like to go and get that as well yes and um, anything else that you want to mention while we're here I know we're coming on community development week and we also have our public transportation system if right. you want to say a few words about that well that's where I was gonna go public <laughs> transportation we're so excited again another project that we have worked on for a while it's been topic of discussion for probably 10 plus years now and it's finally coming to light, hopefully April 27th is going to be our kickoff of our first on-demand um, public transit system within the city limits of Valdosta. So we're really excited about that. A lot of hard work went into it. Uh, it's going to be great for uh, us to gather data to see perhaps maybe we need to expand on-demand to some form of a fixed route at some point in time. But uh, again, we're starting out with on-demand. You, it's going to be very simple if, if you're technology oriented you do everything on your on your phone or computer set your ride up or if you're not uh, then you just make a phone call and you set your pickup time and your delivery time back to your home and uh, we're really looking forward to it. i think we're starting out with five vehicles and growing it from there uh, you know we just spoke of covid so it's kind of difficult to start a public transportation system when you know you're still not quite out of the covid pandemic yet but uh there was no better time like the present, so we jumped in and we're going to start it off and again I invite everybody to partake and, and uh, take public transit. 
Vadasta on Demand. It's yes. going to be the name, so take Vadasta on Demand every time you can. Yeah. And I think the team that we're working with mentioned that they're taking some COVID precautions. I, I think they said something about putting a shield in between the yeah. driver and yep. the passenger. So, yep. I mean, it's it, it's necessary, and it's though we're still in COVID times, it's you know nice to know that people are taking those extra precautions and. To your point earlier, mask up. It, That's right. It helps. It really That's right. does. Yeah. yeah. They've promised us they sanitize. It'll be sanitized between passengers. And mm-hmm. right now, there'll be some limit on the amount of um, passengers that can be in one vehicle. But uh, that'll go away. And it, and we're looking forward to a vibrant public transit system here in Valdosta. And I know there was a whole selection process, but the committee that picked VIA could not have been more spot on with a company like we've sat on some of the calls and they are thorough um they have like a whole list of stuff for us to do on the front end and they're going to walk us through you know the whole marketing right. plan yeah. from start to finish but they are awesome um so we're really really excited and we hope people utilize it we're working with them to maybe do some workshops and teach right. people who are not so tech savvy how to use the app just because there are some benefits for it you can pre-ride and add some credits right. in there and prepay but we're really excited so hopefully yeah. people will use it yeah, those those meetings have been extremely informative for us to kind of help, you know, inform the public of what's coming, you know, before before we get to that April twenty seventh date, and um, it's important for us to let everybody know and how to use this. And but we're we're going to be full board for the next month before that happens. Yeah, Via is a great company. I think the committee did a wonderful job in, in making that selection. Uh, and again, they, they've got a background. This is what they do. So we were looking for that experienced person, the, our company, to come in and help us because the beauty of the whole system is we haven't had to purchase, we don't have to purchase a vehicle. They come in, it's turnkey, and we start public transportation April 27th. So it's, um, I do, but while we're talking about public, public transportation, I do want to, to give a little shout out to Councilwoman Sandra Tooley. She's been behind this yes. and pushing me to get it. So, so thank you, Councilwoman Tooley. And I think coming off the heels of council retreat, I mean, it was one thing that I walked away. You have a supportive and big idea, forward-thinking council. So Absolutely. So a city manager that has to feel good to go home right. and know that they That's have right. the same mission. You know, Ashton, I, I go around the state at different meetings, and I hear other city managers talk about some of the problems they have. And I'm like, I don't have that. I've got a supportive council. Absolutely. We always 100% agree on everything. Absolutely not. But we know as a professional team how to get around that because at the end of the day, we all have the same vision. We want the same thing. Sometimes we just take different roads to get there. So uh, I cannot talk enough about our mayor and council and the support they give me as city manager. And so we have new goals and new action items for the year, um, but you're already moving forward. The amphitheater's one, so I know That's that right. we're moving forward with that so um, people can look out for Big things. Anything else that you want to mention? I think I'm good right now. Well, thank you so much. I'm sure we'll have you back. Great. Look forward to it. All right. So since we have a few more minutes left in our show, we can kind of run through some upcoming events if you guys want. Um, I know (laughs) April, May, and June seems to be like really busy. I feel like we say that with every month, but I really mean it. It, April and May are busy, though. It's kind of when... The weather gets better, and everybody wants to get out and do things. Yeah. So next week, um, April the 5th, I guess, through the 9th, is National Community Development Week. So we're really excited about that. Um, We're going to have a couple big events, but one that we um, are rolling out, it's a new event, will be our City Expo and Ice Cream Social, um, and we will have our outdoor first ever probably um, city council meeting out at the Lee Street grass lot and then we'll also have um, our city expo set up so 
it will be um, all the city departments lined up in tents and they'll have information on services and programs that they offer and you'll have to play bingo and if you get bingo you'll get free ice cream so it's a lot (laughs) but it's a great event for citizens to learn about all of our departments but also get to see the elected officials do this business the business of the city yeah it'll be really great um i think a lot of times people you know may not come to council meetings just because they can't make it in time or um just you know it being in city hall it's very formal so i think this will be a relaxed environment for anybody that's maybe a first-time attendee or a regular attendee um, to join in and they'll be able to go to our event afterwards so that'll be fun we're also doing the groundbreaking for the amphitheater that night, so it'll be jam-packed with, with things to do and things to see. But so. it, once again, it's a way to showcase our beautiful downtown um, and talk about the future of our beautiful downtown. Yeah, and then I think we'll go into our next event will be Maker's Market. And Vanessa, I know you've been out there, so you, I know you like that event. Yes, it's so much fun to see all of the different vendors come together. And um, are we still doing it at the Historic courthouse yeah yep. yeah so it i love that setup because you can kind of just walk the entire sidewalk and um take in all of the different vendors and every shop and everything so um i really love i forget what it was one of the stands had like natural um produce or yeah or organic eggs and stuff so it's a really fun event to go to if you have time on Saturday morning. Yes, 9 to 1 on April 10th. That will be the first one of the season. And then I believe they go to December this year. They'll have a, um, a Christmas-themed one and um, different themes around the holidays. Fall is always a fun time because they have all the fall smells um, out there. And then May is really busy for Main Street, too. Um, we'll have brown bag concerts. I'm so excited for that to come back. We missed that last year um, due to COVID, but... Yeah, That's it's a always event. a fun week to, and you get people who come out to Brown Back, and they come out every day, Monday through Friday, to come out and listen to the different bands. And um, it's a fun week to go out and just enjoy some lunch and listen to some live music. Yeah, it's eleven thirty to one thirty, um, the third through the seventh of May, and um, I think they have some sponsors this year. Uh, they're trying something different and getting some of the businesses involved, so that'll be fun. Um, cause you know, they'll be able to bring out their employees and it'll be a great time, um, just to kind of enjoy the fresh air. And then, so we'll have maker's market again in May and build a bouquet is May the 8th. Um, that'll be fun. If you spend $25 in a participating store, you get to build a free bouquet from 11 to one yeah. in honor of mother's day. That's so cute. I love it is that. Very cute. They've already got all their vases in the main street office. So I think they're expecting a big crowd. <laughs> And are they still having the sidewalk chalk competition in yes. April? Yep. That's coming up, right? Yes, that's coming up. That's always really fun. Um, I was able to go last year, and it was really cool to see all the artists. There were some VSU students out there that were really impressive. We'll also do food trucks in April. I buried the lead on that one since we didn't get to do it in March. Um, we had some bad weather planned. I know you looked outside, and it was sunny, but for us on the planning end, you know, when we have a storm come through and we don't know the time frame, we're prepared for, you know, if there's any damage or anything from a from a storm, we can't have a big event like that. So um, we're excited to bring it back in April. And I know we have some special food trucks that haven't been announced yet that will draw some crowds. So that will be fun. And it'll still be set up in a crawl style, which I liked last time. I think it made people get out and walk. Yes, I did too. And it was so nice because you got to see everybody with their pets and stuff, which I don't yeah. feel like... 
may have been an option before because it's so spread out that I don't know you have space to walk your dog or or your kids so I like the crawl setup it's it's so much more fun you get to experience more of downtown yeah I hope we get to bring a food truck owner on this show because I think it'd be fun to talk to them about like that event and any other event that they have and they work and just managing the crowd and being able to keep people you know entertained with new new entrees and new items on their menu they love it i spoke with um sheila rice of pink patisserie and she had a blast at the event her she said she so sold cute. out <laughs> i, I want to go just because her truck's so cute yes it was adorable i loved it and i love if you look in the inside of her truck it's all about girl power and That's there's awesome. all these motivational quotes so it really is a cool event to go to big nicks is always a big hit yeah she yeah. sold out <laughs> several events in a row so he's one of the favorites oh yeah well, that, I mean, that's a busy month, and um, so stay tuned and follow our Instagram, Facebook, social media pages, and our website if you want to stay up to date on new information, and stay tuned for our next episode.